Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up, homeowners, all of a sudden your house is worth more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave. But you've got this newfound equity, and I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this, and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted, with no money out of pocket, and your payments went down, how easy is that? Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects. Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Welcome to the Extreme Life of Matthew Hardy. Welcome to the Extreme Life of Piatti. Yay! Doggy! So first, yeah. you should go to our channel called... Yeah, do it on the dog. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Hey, 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 hey. Ah, this no. is my podcast. Hey, look. Start walking. Get out of here. Hey, those are my headphones, too. Get out. Get out. Whoop gang, you maniac. Words are about to be spoken here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, presented to you by the ad-free shows and podcast Heat Networks. I'm John Albin. That is the broken one, the woken one, the spoken one himself, Mr. Matt Hardy. What's going on, my friend? Coming to us from the Hardy compound today. Oh, my God. Yes, the Hardy compound. Uh, continuous chaos here. Nonstop bedlam. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm hanging out. Had a, uh, a long weekend away in Orlando where, as we record this, you're about to go there for a little bit. Uh, I was there, and actually one of my good friends, Rob Kimball, uh, a.k.a. Rob Risen from the pro wrestling world, he got married, and I actually officiated his wedding. So I, I married those people, and I made his wife, delete her last name. Sorry, that was probably allowed. How, how, how much prep did you put into doing the whole ceremony there? It's quite the honor. Well, Rob had a pretty good vision. He had an outline of kind of what he would like to do, kind of the vibe. You know, they're very unique characters. They have a very unique relationship. Uh, he kind of has his own brand, I guess. And then we just kind of inserted some of my catchphrases. He wanted some, like, broken Matt Hardy material in there once in a while. And it, it was fun. The crowd was laughing, giggling. And uh, literally, I, I went over it once. I read over it once uh, at the rehearsal. And then I went into the live. So it was, wasn't a lot. It was, it was pretty easy, though. You know, it's. I, uh, I'm pretty comfortable with that, especially if I'm able to read the stuff in front of me. So super, super easy. Now, Matt, before we get too into the weeds on this edition of the Extreme Life of Mad Hardy, you know this podcast drops early access for all of our friends over on adfreeshows.com. And it's more than just that for bonus content. We're talking some of the best bonus content in all of pro wrestling right over on adfreeshows.com. There's one that members can't seem to get enough of, and that is our Ask Conrad series. It just dropped its 60th episode, 
and you get to ask the Podfather any question you want. Here's an exclusive clip from episode 60 of Ask Conrad talking about wrestling currently being hotter than ever. Dylan Leahy says there have been two wrestling booms in WWE's history, the Golden Era and the uh, Attitude Era. And Conrad's opinion, are we going to look back at this current period of wrestling as the third big boom and really wrestling as a whole? Yes, we're in it right now. We're in the biggest boom of all right now. And I know that people would argue that and say less people are watching. That doesn't matter. What matters is how much money's coming in. And they're more profitable doing bigger numbers than ever before right now. We're in the boom right now. He is not wrong about that. You can catch all 60 plus episodes of Ask Conrad plus other exclusive series like Lex Express with Lex Luger, Tuesday with the Taskmaster with Kevin Sullivan, Monday Mailbag with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick, and a whole lot more only at adfreeshows.com. We got a Barty Hardy appearance here. There's Barty Hardy. You got to count the cameos whenever Matt's at the Hardy compound. You saw the cold open already yeah. featured multiple instances of chaos I'm sure it will be just one of many to come here <laughs> matt before we really get cooking with this podcast i want to remind everyone that if you love the extreme life of matt hardy well you're gonna love it on stage because matt and i are taking you to wrestlecade friday november 24th 8 30 p.m eastern standard time get your tickets now at wrestlecade.com for the live edition of the extreme life of matt hardy we're gonna have some special guests there it's one of the best wrestling conventions out there in hardy country nonetheless my pal eric bischoff's gonna be there among many other wrestling superstars and legends more than 125 advertised so far the American Dragon Brian Danielson among the high-octane names who will be in attendance, and, of course, the Hardy Boys. In addition to our live show, you'll be able to see a Jeff Hardy live concert, which is going to be really special. Matt, what can people look forward to when we bring the extreme life of Matt Hardy to the stage? It's going to be it's going to be great fun because uh, the extreme life of Matt Hardy, whenever we go on the road and we do live shows, they're very interactive. That's very important to myself and John. Uh, we love making the crowd part of the show because they are truly part of the show. You know, without them, there would be no us. So we're going to have a live Q&A. It's going to be interactive. We're going to have some some current wrestlers appear. We're going to have some of House Hardy appear. We're going to have some legends appear. We're going to have a little bit of something for everyone. So I'm very much excited about this. And, and I also want to mention that I think this week the match that myself and Brother Nero are going to be involved in, she'll probably get announced. So pretty excited. Fantastic. Love yeah. to hear it. WrestleCade.com is where you can get your tickets again. Members of the ad-free shows family are going to be there. Matt's going to be there. Jeff's going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Get your tickets for the extreme life of Matt Hardy at WrestleK.com. Winston-Salem, North Kakalaki, Friday, November 24th through November 26th. It will be an absolutely wonderful time, and we Indeed. would love to see you there. And I would, also, I would also love to reiterate uh, this WrestleKate event with myself and Jeff teaming with the Hardys on the show. This is the only independent appearance Jeff is going to be doing in all of 2023. So that's a big deal. So it's very special. Uh, Jeff literally uh, agreed to this just because it was in Winston-Salem and it was Russell Cade and he wanted to experience it. Sure, of course. Why wouldn't you want to experience it? That main show that they do on the Saturday night is like one of the coolest indie shows of the year. 
So yeah. make sure you are there and you are part of that. Speaking of indie guys, last week we talked with Daniel Garcia and we learned a little more about AEW's sexiest, most sultry dancer. What do you think of our conversation with Mr. Garcia? Uh, man, I, I heavily enjoyed it. Uh, I, I really dig Daniel Garcia. Uh, I see big things for him in the future. The sky is the limit with him. Not to use a cliche, but the sky really is the limit with him. And I actually watched Collision where they had their shot at the trio titles against the acclaimed and daddy ass. And I almost felt like I wanted Daniel Garcia to leave those guys. I, I wanted him to leave, you know, the tag team that he's teaming with the former JS and just go out on his own and, and just do his own thing. And, and really, really embrace the dance because the crowd wants to dance over and over. They were chanting for the dance over and over. And you know, when it's time, pull that trigger. And don't be stopped by anybody. Don't be stopped by Matt Jeff. Don't be stopped by 2.0. You know, don't be stopped by Daddy Magic, by, by Cool Hand Ange. You know, do the dance, my man. I almost want to see Daniel Garcia step out and go on his own. Honestly, Matt, I don't think he danced enough in that battle royal. I would have liked to have seen more dancing. Yeah, yeah. Just dance over and over Just again. Dancing. Over and over again. I would have loved to have seen it. But uh, he's one of my favorite guys in all the industry. So great to have him on yeah. the podcast. Make sure you go check that out, extremehari.com in the archives. If you haven't, I love everyone checking out our archives. Got a message today as we tape this about our Owen Hart episode, which was done more than a year and a half ago. Ooh. And you can go check that out in our archives as well. Someone was watching SNY last night, and they were watching it. They're like, wait, is that the guy that has the uh, Matt Hardy podcast with Matt Hardy? I was like, better believe it. You're looking at him in the flesh. So, Matt he Hardy, we, we have crossed over, my friend. We, we have, have yeah. Over. Doing well, yeah. You are uh, a sports superstar. It's uh, it, it, exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I love all, all these crossover references. Uh, a very funny story. We were flying home from Orlando yesterday evening uh, as we were flying uh, myself, my wife and uh, ever. We were all sitting together and someone in front of us said, oh, my God, what a cute little girl. And then you see their face change and they go. Hold up. Is that gothic baby? <laughs> and they go, wait, wait, yes, it, you're Rebby and, and you're Matt. And then her, her her husband who was with her like went nuts. Oh, my God, Matt Hardy, I grew up on you. Da, 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 da. Just the amount of times that Evie gets recognized as gothic baby is just insane. It's mind blowing. It really, really is. She's a superstar, man. She's a she total is. superstar. Love to see that. She's going to be at WrestleK, by the way. So make sure you're there. To meet the gothic baby in the flesh as well. I cannot wait for that. Uh, they're they're on a book tour. They're on a book tour. You know, it's she's starting this, she's setting up dates right now where she's gonna be selling the books because my wife and Ever GB, they just went to Salem and they uh had a whole bunch of books there and they sold out. They didn't even think they would sell them all. They had 500 books and they sold out of all the books, which was insane. So they're they're printing more and it's doing well. And uh, the Gothic Baby Plush just uh, hit its mark, so it is officially being produced and and is going to be out and in circulation very soon. So that's that's really cool. A lot of good things going on there with House Hardy. I want a Gothic Baby Plush to put right there behind me next to the Emmy. So make sure you help me out there. There you go. Yeah, that. it's are they, they got their Halloween costumes ready to go for this weekend? I, I think so. Uh, I, I know Maxwell and Woofy, they have their set. Maxwell, for some odd reason, he was set on being a banana. And I think he, he found it funny more than anything else. It was just like his uh, pre-teenage humor, I think. Okay. Just, oh, I thought it'd be funny to be a banana. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think we're going to 
I would imagine Gothic Baby will probably be some form of herself, although she may dress up as a princess or her favorite, the mermaid. We'll see. She has a couple options on the table. Barty is the only one who really hasn't locked down what he's going to be at. Okay. All right. I respect that. At the Monster Factory this past week, everyone did a lot of Halloween stuff, and my stable, world-renowned, went as WRTC, world-renowned to censor. And we came out to that obnoxious right to oh censor theme song. Uh, man, hearing that song, it like it's like a trigger warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was there. I was there live. I heard it many, many times on house shows. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It is definitely brutal. It is very true. heat, though. That was good heat they had back yeah, in the day. No doubt about it. It was fun stuff. We had a good time. I did the whole gimmick with the black tie, white shirt, black pants, and. We, we, we really enjoyed ourselves. We went against a tag team called the Ali Rock Express, and one of their guys, Christian Rocco, he went as the Rocco. And, <laughs> and he was cutting a promo, and he said that he was going to take Miami, shine it up real nice, turn that bitch sideways, and what would he do with it, Matt Hardy? He'd stick it straight up their candy ass. How offensive. Can you imagine that thing up someone's candy ass? I <laughs> <laughs> hope they lube it up. Great. <laughs> a little rough around the edges. That's a throwback to John Alba's worst first date story. If you ever want to go listen to the Wives of Wrestling podcast, <laughs> that is a story in and of itself. Uh, we asked you guys to send in your questions for another edition of Ask Matt Anything. These are some of Matt's favorite episodes. But before we can answer those, Matt, please <clears throat> hit us with that Matt fact. Mad fact, Matt has never purchased and utilized a bumper sticker. Just not your jam? It's just not my jam. Uh, I actually just kind of came up with that mad fact over the course of last week because I was having a tattoo conversation at the, the wedding. And I was just like, I don't know. There's never been anything <clears throat> that I think I would love for my entire life that I endear so much that I would get a tattoo. I would say, now it might change like the kid, you know, my kids that they, they for sure would. And I always told Jeff, if I ever got a tattoo, probably I would get like the Hardy boy signs. That's something that's still important to me and, and obviously big capacity, but like, I feel like bumper stickers to me are the same, uh, very much as like a tattoo. They, they kind of feel the same. They have the same vibe. I've never bought a bumper sticker. I've never had a bumper sticker on any huh. car. Interesting. Ever. You know, there's just, I mean, there's never been any kind of like movement or band or anything else that I was like so far behind. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this out and put it on my car and, and promote it, you know, which is like an interesting thing because I'm sure there's a lot of people that do that. And sure. obviously hearts and thoughts, they change, uh, you know, as time goes on. But I just, I don't know. I've never been committed to something enough to get a tattoo or a bumper sticker. So I kind of speak about them in the same vein. I dig that. I, I think I've only had one. Now that I think about it, I had a, me and my buddy in high school used to listen to this one alternative rock radio station all the time, and they gave us some free swag one time, and one of them was a bumper sticker, so I just threw it on my back bumper and called it a day. I think that's the only one I've ever had. So, yeah, I feel like that's attracting attention. So sometimes yeah. I, I think you attract enough attention as is. I don't think you need to attract any more. So. Oh, my God. I, I got to tell you, like, speaking of attracting attention, we were so proud when we first – made it right in wrestling and we had a WWE contract and we did the stuff and we started getting used on TV. We we're on the loop and, you know, we were doing all the shows, right. And we were there every week wearing tights and on my license tag, I got it personalized. It said like uh Hardy boy. And then Jeff had his personalized as well, which like, uh, 
I can't, I, I'm trying to say, he, he had a Hardy Boy reference on his too, like Hardy X or something, X Hardy, something. And I remember after we had the tag team ladder match, uh, and we actually got over and we're doing well. We couldn't get those plates off fast enough because once again, you know what I mean? Like someone get behind you. Like once we were really like, you know, hot, you know, and we really got like white hot during that, you know, late 99, 2000 era. You know, if someone would get behind us, they would like start people. Will you pull over? Gonna take a picture. Oh over, my goodness. Sorry. I mean, it was just, it, once again, you were yeah. being identified, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it, we couldn't get rid of those, those uh, personalized tags fast enough. Yeah. Not a great decision in hindsight, but you got rid of them, so you're all good. All right, Matt, let's get to some questions from the gallery here. This one comes from Tara, a very timely question. At Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory pay-per-view, they announced the revival of Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, TNA, for their Hard to Kill pay-per-view in January, considering you and Beth, you and Beth, you and Jeff both wrestled there. I don't think Beth wrestled there. I could be wrong. Uh, both wrestled there in the past. What are your thoughts on the TNA name coming back? It's intriguing. I actually just uh, this morning when I did cardio, I actually uh, finished getting through the TNA uh, a thousand uh, part one of uh, episode a thousand. Right. So I watched that and I thought it, thought it was really good and, and they're doing good stuff. They've got a lot of buzz around them. And I, I obviously saw this announcement about how they went back to the, the TNA branding as opposed to impact wrestling. And it really makes me wonder if there's, what is the motivation, the true motivation behind this? There, there could be something, I don't know. I know they were looking to kind of turn over a new leaf and kind of start anew as impact, but the crowd still does chant TNA. And as long as time goes on, they will, I think, call it TNA. My, myself, my wife, we were talking about this yesterday too, as we we're traveling home, like, I've never stopped calling to TNA. No, Anytime I reference, I go, "Oh yeah, I, did you see TNA the other night? Or did you hear about who showed up at TNA?" Or, and I just think it's kind of you know TNA is the branding that is kind of like it's embedded in people's minds. So I, I don't know if they did it for that and they just felt like that would be better, or if there was some other reason behind the scenes which may have been more beneficial to to go to uh, to go back to TNA. But I, but I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. I get how it's a, a crazy name, but. Uh, I, the connotation and stuff, the reason it began that way as TNA, it's kind of wild. And I almost feel like it's outgrown that bad connotation throughout the years. People just kind of know it as TNA. It's just like TNA, you know, when you think about, you know, the oldest wrestling promotion, I feel like you think NWA, you know, when you think about TNA impact, it's always just TNA. That's the first thing that pops off the yeah. top of people's heads. That's like top of mind, right? So that, that, that would be my guess in general, but I could see there being some reason behind the scenes they ended up changing it too which i'm you know, yeah not i'll tell you matt i've been very split <laughs> on this ultimately i don't think it really matters one way or the other it's right. marginal at the end of the day i understand that people are super hot for nostalgia these days nostalgia sells big on everything and there's no doubt a contingency of wrestling fans who are very nostalgic for the heyday of tna 2005 2006 uh, your run even broken mat people love that stuff and it's fun to look back fondly on it and it's easier when your wrestling promotion has a three-letter name right that's kind of the hot thing wwe aew mlw nwa so going back to tna makes it easier but do people not remember that tna had an atrocious atrocious brand association and reputation by the end of its run 
Like you remember, I'm not breaking news to you here. It was always like LOL TNA. Look what TNA is doing. There was a reason they changed from the brand name in the first place over to Impact. And I think they're undercutting themselves in a little bit because Impact has a hell of a program right now. It's a really good pro wrestling TV show with a great roster. Will Ospreay just showed up. Him and Speedball Mike Bailey had one of the best matches you're going to see this year this past week. Yeah. So it almost feels like a step backwards to me to revert to something like that, a brand that had some stink around it when you're doing a good job at forging your way forward here. Am I looking into this too much? No, I mean, they're, they're all very valid points. I think everything you're saying is a very valid point. <clears throat> but I, I do think that they were impact long enough. Uh, it helped also get some of the, as you said, the stink, the stank, as Mark Henry said one time, uh, the stank off of the, the TNA branding. I, I think people have kind of let that go. It's kind of like a thing of the past now, as, as weird as that sounds. But I, I'm kind of indifferent, too. Like, I think one way or the other, it's only going to make a marginal difference. Yeah. And they have a great roster. They one do. of the best rosters in all wrestling, quite frankly. So if you're not checking out Impact, TNA, whatever this thing is, go <laughs> check them out right now. Because some of my favorite wrestlers in the world are wrestling on that show week in and week out. they got a great announcing team. They've They just inducted Mike Tanay into the Hall yeah. of Fame which is very cool. So good stuff going on over there. Let's keep things going here, Matt. I, I did. I did see, I did see one little inside joke. It said, Oh my God. It said, I, someone said like, uh, STG swear to God, if Tony Khan's gift to sting was that he bought TNA, just so he <laughs> bought impact, just so he could turn it back to TNA. He said, I'm going to lose. My shit. <laughs> very funny. LOL. Uh, Matthew Edwardson, given that they returned on Collision, I was curious what your opinion of the House of Black is. The faction itself and the members, be that as performers or people, they haven't really come up a whole lot on the podcast compared to others. Uh, they really meshed as a threesome more than a lot better than I thought they would in the beginning. Uh, and then I really liked them together because I'm, I'm I was a fan of uh, of Buddy Matthews. I got to work with him a little bit at WWE, and then uh, obviously I knew Malachi Black and his stuff. So I, I thought they would be great together. Uh, Brody King, I, I didn't know him at all until he came around TNA, but I really enjoy his work. He looks very legit, uh, and I think they're great as a unit. And I think they all really complement one another. So so I dig them as a unit, and uh, I, I like them as trios champs. I thought they had a great run. I thought they were a good team to be the champions. Uh, and I enjoy their stuff. I'm a fan of uh, the House of Black. The when you look at what they did for Julia Hart, too, to completely yeah, yeah. elevated her. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they completely elevated her as a character, and then that in turn helped elevate her up the card and 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 helped you know raise her stakes too when it came to being a performer. I first saw Brody King at a Limitless show in 2017, and he legitimately blew me away. I couldn't believe a guy his size was doing some of the things that he was doing. I watched him wrestle. Uh, a guy out of California named Eli Everfly, and they just, oh, my goodness, they tore it down. And ever since that day, I've been enamored with Brody King, and I think he's one of the best talent in AEW and would love to see more of him and uh, see what he can produce for the company. Let's see. I, I think I think I think Brody King has a great presence about him, too. Yes, Whenever, very much so. He has a very, very, very solid presence. Very much so. Uh, here's an interesting one, and I know she keeps a counter, so I'm going to make sure we get this in. She keeps a counter of every time she asks a question and gets on the podcast. So Valerie <laughs> wants to know, 
I was just watching an old mixed tag team match that you and Lita had against a team of Tyson Tomko and Trish Stratus. So I was just wondering, what was it like working with Tyson Tomko? And do you have any fun stories of him? Uh, yeah, um, I I didn't mind working with Tyson Tomko. Uh, he was with Christian, so it was Jay and I, and that was uh, a walk in the park. And um, you know, we were working against one another. Uh, and he he was good. He complimented Jay really well, and I think Jay utilized him really well. I I, I didn't hang out with him a lot, so I don't have any real personal stories that I could share about him or anything, but uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy being around him. I enjoyed being in the ring with him. He was a, a, a pretty solid guy overall, especially during that time. You know why he complimented Christian so well? Because he's a, 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 a CBP. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say he has a very punchable face like Christian. So well, he, he, <laughs> he does have a very punchable face. I was gonna say too. I think. I think. I, I don't. I, I was. I thought at first you were gonna say like he didn't have a dad. So that's why Jay wanted to keep. Him <laughs> you know, Jay's, Jay's got all the dad jokes now. <laughs> hey, I want to give you a moment here. I know we we have a little fun at CLP's expense, but I know you were very high on his match with Brian Danielson. He had a couple weeks ago on Collision. Is there anything you want to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great, and and I really do think he's doing some of the best work of his career, and it, it is remarkable. I just, it is remarkable that this is a guy that everyone thought his career was over. He thought his career was over, and he, you know, he got a reprieve. You know, he he got another opportunity, and he got he got to go out there and do his thing again. And uh, and God bless him, man. He's killing it. He's great. He's in the his optimal position, which is being a heel, where he, he gets to be a real piece of shit. I mean, that's where he's at his best and he's just killing it. You know, physically he's, he's doing good. He looks great. Uh, he took all that time to rest and kind of heal up the rest of his body while he was off with the concussion issues and, and, you know, seemingly retired and he's just doing great, man. I'm just so happy and so proud of him. Coach Rosie. My what man. Is, what is the story behind trippy red drop and the rap hit Matt Hardy? It's fire. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. I don't know specifically why he did it. I do know there was a point where my wife was on Twitch and she actually talked to some of the trippy red people and we were talking about doing something. They were doing a video and there was a possibility of me like doing a cameo in it or whatever, which they said, Oh, just for the record, like, you know, he's a big fan. We're all big fans of the Hardy Boys. And the amount of like <laughs> this is the right classification, sound uh, uh SoundCloud rappers that like write songs uh that have Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Hardy Boys in it, you know, jumping off ladders like the Hardys. It's insane. It is crazy. Um, Sean Dean, who works at AAW, you know, the captain, he, every time he'll come across a song that like has a reference of my name in it, he'll like send me this song and say, this is unreal, man. You guys are like, you guys are crossover legends. This is unreal. You know, he, he does it to me every every month or so. It's Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Great. Is is it flattering for you? Yeah. I mean, of course. Uh, anytime 
you kind of cross over into another genre and you know there's people in music that like dig you like that and they grew up on you and that, sure. that's you were talking about nostalgia earlier i mean what do i know about nostalgia but i know there's uh, a ton of people that said like oh my god you know i hear it dozens and hundreds of times every time i do a, an autograph signing or i'm at a con or whatever you know just thank you for an awesome childhood or like oh my god you know you made my childhood great or oh my god you guys got me in so much trouble because i was doing you know swantons and leg drops onto the couch or the bed and i broke it you know but it was such a fun childhood thank you for all the great memories and thank you for the sacrifices yeah but you're just, just cashing in on your nostalgia mad hardy you can't oh, do yeah. anything anymore well, that's how it is. You know, my, my physical skills have certainly deteriorated <laughs> you know, as, as you, as you, you know, <laughs> rapidly called out. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, man, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's so cool that like, I mean, we're just really just ingrained in, in, in that certain generation. We were at the right place at the right time. We came up right towards the end of the attitude era. Um, well, a couple of years in before the attitude era technically you know, uh, ended, but, you know, we came in at the right time, you know, right place at the right time and we caught the right break and then just, we were really blessed and just extremely fortunate to be on TV at that time. And like, uh, we started doing all this ladder match nonsense, which led into the table match and the TLC match concept. And, you know, it was, once again, we had the right opponents with edge and Christian and with the Dudleys and we were able to create these indelible memories that people will, you know, take to their grave. And that, that is extremely flattering. And the fact that there are people that like have found success on their own, whether they're a rapper or, you know, what whatever genre they're in, that, that hold very fond memories of the memories we were able to create for them as they were watching us on TV. I mean, that's that's what's really special, and and I'm very grateful for it, man. And it, it is it's extremely humbling and it's extremely flattering. Wrestling historian, let's talk about exist to inspire. How did the idea to do a book come about? How long did it take? What was the process like? And what did you and Jeff think of it after the release? The idea of the book came about because the office pretty much forced us into doing it because they knew it would make money <laughs> because we were very popular that time. Uh, but we were cool with doing it too. And we always wanted to do, to do a book. I just remember even thinking at one point, like, man, it's like we have done a lot of cool stuff to get to this point in our career where we're at. I said, but, you know, there's still so much more that I feel like we're going to do that would need to go into a book, but we're cool with doing this. We can do another, another rendition, uh, you know, a chapter two later on down the road. So WWE really wanted us to do it and we were happy to do it. And that was kind of at the time when we were doing it, where Jeff and I, we kind of split and did things. And Jeff was starting to kind of fade away from pro wrestling a little bit. He was losing a little bit of his passion and whatnot. And we talked about that in the, you know, archives, if you would like to go back and, and listen to some of that stuff too. But I did probably, 80% of that because we had a, we had a ghostwriter who I would, he would come here. I would sit down. I would talk to him. We would walk over the property. I would talk about, you know, our childhood and where we grew up and everything else. He was very, very hands-on, but I, I did 80 to 85% of, of the book. So, which that, that leads me to doing 30 or 35% of Jeff's as well, you know, covering, uh, bringing up and, and, and reminiscing and recalling stories that Jeff did as well. So Jeff did his portion as well, uh, a, a little bit here and there, but it was mainly me. Like I, I was pretty much the workhorse of that book. So I'm the architect. He's the rock star. He just comes in and people go nuts. Right. So 
we did the book uh, at the end. We liked it. We, we, I actually thought the concept of the way they did both of our dialogues worked okay. And it was just very different at that time too. And it ended up being on the New York times bestseller list. So at the, at the end of the day, we hit a home run. We had a home run with it. We had a homer. And there's still more stories to be told. Oh my God. Now, now we can like legitimately write a book. I mean, now we've like done shit <laughs> good and bad. You know, there's a lot of stuff to, to be, to be written about now back then it was, it was, inspiring and i'm sure motivational and there are young people out there who could relate to us who seem like if you know we were their next door neighbor we'd be friends and i'm sure they they dug the books and they're like well, hold up these two you know little you know country bumpkins you know these little heroes if they can make it then then i can too so it was uh it was cool man i, I once again very humbled that we were chosen to get the opportunity to write that book and very glad that we were able to do it I have to see if more is in store. Yeah. At some point, we'll have to find out. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You're going to start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code HARDY. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code HARDY. That's H-A-R-D-Y. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, L.A., 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, Christy Knoll, tell us one thing you like best about each of your kids. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um I think with Maxwell now, the thing I like best about Maxwell right now is that he's almost like a real human that I can that I can talk with. I mean, he understands stuff like if he has a problem, we can have like deeper, thorough, like real conversations, which is great. And I know they're all gonna get there and I kind of dread that because I love them being little kids too. Uh, but I do love that about him. And also like I uh I'm appreciating Maxwell's aggression too, which which makes me happy, especially if he wants to play some sort of like physical sports or whatever he wants to do. But like he he'll he'll just beat the shit out of me. He'll like hit me all day long, keep me on my guard, um, in a playful way. He wants a punching bag too, and he actually said like ah instead of jujitsu, I might would rather go boxing because I like mm -hmm. punching. <laughs> okay. So we'll see. Um, Wolfie, Wolfie really is like uh. 
a charismatic enigma in some ways. He reminds me of a young Jeff. He's very artistic. Uh, he wants to cook. He's just very creative. He's overflowing with creativity. And that creativity, whenever it overflows, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes he can go nuts. But I would say that is the thing that uh, I, I really love the most about Wolfie because he's just so crazy creative. And I love, and he's got so much personality. Today, we went to eat at a, a brunch place, right? And he was sitting at the very end of the table. And uh, like the next table over, there was uh, this, this couple. And they were older. And he said, hello, how are you guys doing today? He said, I hope you're having a very nice day. And then uh, I go, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, son. We hope you're having a nice day, too. He said, oh, great. He said, what are you guys going to have to eat today? Like, just <laughs> you also like, and, 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 and Rebby said, like, oh, my God, he likes to talk to people. She said, yeah. I would rather die. <laughs> you know, that's her. She said, like, he yeah. likes to talk to people. Like, I would you, rather You die. told me a story that you've never told on air before, but one time you brought Wolfie to some party place or something, and there was another birthday party going on, and he had the wrong party, and he ended yeah. up going up to a bunch of strangers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we were at a birthday party, uh, <clears throat> and we were invited there, and I, I was driving them. Uh, their mother was out of time working. So I took them there and uh, Wolfie just got separated from the group for a second. It was like in this back room where there were all these different sections. There were like four or five different parties going on. And then like Wolfie wasn't where he was supposed to be. I said, oh my God, he must've made a wrong turn, whatever, when we went to get food. So then I went back and I made sure to find him because I knew he was in the room where we were supposed to be, where all the parties were. And I went back there and it was so funny. Uh, Wolfie was sitting, uh, at a party and it was for uh, a black kid and you know, all their family was black. He was the only white, like white kids in there, you know, he's half white, <laughs> half Puerto Rican. Right. So he, he's sitting there and he's just eating and they're like, they're eating chicken. And like the, the older people say, Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah. He can hang out here or whatever. Just let you. And, you know, he's just eating away just have, have, and just talking to everybody like, <laughs> you know, living it up. And as a dude, I said like, thank you guys very much. This is so cool. I said, uh, oh, let me grab him. I said, because we have some buddies over here. And I got to make <laughs> sure that we go and like give them the present we're giving them and whatnot. But he he does. He he has a really outgoing personality. He he loves to talk to people. He loves to talk to people. He loves to socialize. He's he's quite the social butterfly for sure. Okay. What about Barty? I think Barty is going to be the uh he's gonna be the baddest ass of all the, the Hardy boys. Uh because like I talk about how Maxwell's aggressive and sure he's older, you know, he's almost eight and a half now, you know, Barty is almost four, you know, he's, uh, you know, he'll be four in six weeks now, I, I think. Um, but he, he, he is more aggressive than what he is without a doubt. And you're supposed to be four to do jujitsu technically, but he had a trout and he did so good. She said, Oh my God. Yeah. Like he's, like way ahead of like other people that are three years old. And he loves that now. And what he said, uh, he started to do scramble. He's only been two or three times. Said he's starting to do scramble now. Said Barty's really good at it. <laughs> and it's fun. Like Barty is just like, once again, uh, if we're playing around like wrestling, like, you know, fake punch me, whatever, he'll draw back so hard and like so aggressive. And he's just like a, like a, a natural athlete. He's okay. thick, bulky, and he's very strong. Linebacker body. Oh, a linebacker body for sure. But I mean, he, he he's he's going to be. I I told them both. I said, Maxwell, I, I know Wolfie doesn't want to, you know, st step up to you. Uh, Marty doesn't yet. I said, but when you guys get older and you guys are like all on a level playing field, I said, Marty's going to be hard to handle. So you guys better be better be yeah, good. Be ready. And what about Evie? 
And then Evie's just magical. She's like my girl. She's got me wrapped around her finger. No doubt about that. Uh, just the fact that she is such a sweetheart and she's so different. And now I can tell more than ever that she's a little older, more than ever from ever that she really like whenever she gets appreciative of something I do, like she loves to like hug daddy and like, she'll want to come give me kisses on her own now without even asking. Like she's really, really sweet. And I can tell that, you know, I'm going to play a special role in her life. And like, she's my, she's my only girl uh, and my first girl. So uh, that obviously means a lot, but I, I just think her, her personality and she's so quirky and, She's she kind of gets the big eyes like I do sometimes with personality and like the other kids don't necessarily. She's just so expressive. Uh, I, I love that. I love her expressive personality and just how she is just so so sweet and different. She's, she's so different from the boys. She smells different from the boys. You know, uh, it's it's really unique having a girl and just the fact that she's my sole girl. Uh, she uh, will have me wrapped around. I'll be wrapped around. Uh, she'll be she'll have me wrapped around her finger. Is the expression. William Hughes asks, is it time Roman Reigns championship run got deleted by the man whose games this is with everybody saying L.A. Knight? Yeah. Ooh, uh, that's a that's a hell of a question. And what a, that's a hell of a scenario. Just imagine if someone said to you uh, a year ago, I mean, not, just go say two years ago, say, well, L.A. Knight could be a threat to Roman Reigns. You know, uh, what, whatever, what was his name before? What was his name in NXT? Uh, do you, well, in NXT, he was LA Knight, but then oh, he yeah. became and Max, Max Dupree. Max, Max Dupree. Dupree. That's, that's right. Yeah. He became Max Dupree because Vince saw him as a manager and that was it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and just the fact, man, very happy for him because he's a very hard worker. And I, I was a big fan of his, as, as we've discussed on the podcast before. But the fact that Vince didn't see that in him and kind of missed. Uh, what could have been, you know, is, is very wild. And that's very telling of, you know, what's a pretty positive thing that Vince isn't necessarily in creative now. Uh, I, I don't think LA Knight is going to be the one to beat Roman. Um, if it did happen as some sort of an upset, you know, I wouldn't hate it, but uh, it, it is what it is. I, I think Roman is still going to continue to reign on as the champion. And, and I see Roman dropping the title on, the biggest of platforms, uh, you know, on the biggest stage. And I'm, I'm guessing at a WrestleMania or SummerSlam at a minimum. I, I think Roman's deal is going to be, you know, a, a huge, 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 huge deal. And it's going to be a huge elevator to whoever he drops that title to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's almost a shame he didn't drop it to Cody, you know, back at WrestleMania last year. But we shall see. I don't, I don't know if you can recapture that magic that they had before. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but it is what it is. Whenever he does <laughs> drop that title, if it's done right, it'll be a big deal. <laughs> Yet another edition of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, where we remind you that Cody should have won. He should have <laughs> won. I'm never going to let it be let down, my friend. Uh, I'll tell you what. Great opportunity for LA Knight in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to face Roman Reigns. But my gut says, and I got no inside sources here on this. This is me just... Using my gut. I think your boy Randy's on his way back. And I think we're probably going to get a Cody and Randy feud coming up soon into the Royal Rumble season, which I know that's something you'd probably be pretty down with, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Very much so. 
I'd be very into that. I can see that too. I'm not in any of the know of any of that too, but I can see that as well. Yeah. Let's go to one of your pals, Lauren the Mortician. Oh my God! Look, the Morticia. My my wife has uh, too many friends named Lauren, so like she's now been dubbed uh, Morticia. I like it. She asks, or rather demands, <laughs> tell us your lamest dad joke. Hmm. My lamest dad joke. Oh, probably this too. Like, because uh, I still hit this one very regularly. I go, uh, yeah, um, Maxwell or Woofy or Barty or Evie. Don't you like, would you like an orange? And then they go like, you know, yes or no. And they, they really do all like oranges a lot. And if they say yes, and I go, aren't you glad I'm willing to get it for you? And that's one of my constant ones because we keep oranges at this house. Actually, it, I, I, I peeled four this morning, two for Evie and two for Barty. And that's just all they wanted for breakfast. But that's probably my lamest dad joke. And I use it over and over again. Like, hey, do you guys want an orange? And they go, yeah. Or Evie, she go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I go, aren't you glad that I'm your dad and I'm willing to give you one? And it's just super lame. But they <laughs> sometimes, you know, snicker, give me a little uh, mercy giggle. Nick wants to know, how much longer do you think you can do this for? Hope as long as possible. I I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> my... my Your skills are rapidly deteriorating. Ra rapidly deteriorating. You know, rapidly deteriorating. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I will leave that up to my body uh, and I will let it determine, you know, how much longer I can do this. But it's my passion. It's something I love. And I'm at that point where I like giving back and I like helping other people as well. So I'm going to do it as long as I can do it. you know. And when it's time to, to hang it up and, and move on, I shall hang it up and move on. But there's so many amazing, great people out there that are so supportive and have followed myself and my brother Jeff for the long haul. And it's amazing. Like still so we used flattering and humbling a few times already in this episode, but just when we come out on AW week in and week out and we get that great reaction and people still are showing love for us and they're chanting Hardy and they're, you know, they're chanting delete and they're doing the delete swipe. And it just, it's, it's just, it's, it's inspiring to me. It inspires me. It motivates me to, to continue to try to work hard, to just be the best that I can and, you know, go out there and still do my gig and, and give them a, a Matt Hardy, you know, slash Jeff Hardy memory. Want to step aside for a quick second, everyone, and remind you that this episode of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy is presented to you by Game Time. Game Time has got you covered for all of your last-minute ticket needs. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, wrestling, and theater events all near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You guys know my deal. I've told this story many a times. It was very important for me to see Bruce Springsteen on tour. And game time hooked me up at the very last second, 45 minutes before the show, and gave me enough time to get over to the arena with a killer deal on my ticket to see the boss. It's one of my favorite concert-going experiences of my life, and I have game time to thank for that. With game time, you can see the view from your seat before you actually buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the arena or the stadium or the theater, wherever it may be. All-in prices, 
they show you your total up front. So you know you're getting a great deal without all those hidden fees, and you can buy those tickets in seconds with just two taps on the app. And I want to tell you about their zone deals because I think this is one of the coolest things about game time. With their zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. So how can we make this reality? Let me tell you how. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code HARDY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code HARDY, H-A-R-D-Y, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Fun one from Jay the K. Yes, what was with the random tag teams in early 2006? And the one he brings up is, as an example... Tatanka and Road Warrior Animal. There were several <laughs> random weird tag teams, especially on SmackDown around that time. Do you remember having your interest piqued by any of those and where that came from? Yeah, this is this is a great question because it's going to lead to a very good story. Uh, J, it's, it's J to the K. What was his name? J to the K. J to the K. That's a hell of a name. Or J Hi, the K. J the K. Sorry. J the K. There we go. J so to J the K is something Matt Hardy in the 90s would have wrapped at some point. Uh, 100%, 1,000%. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll tell you how that started. So initially, the idea there, this is before Jeff had returned, right? So uh, Hawk was gone, and Animal was there, and they had this idea at first. They said, like, let's pair up Animal and Matt Hardy, two of the greatest tag teams of all time, and let these guys have a little run as a tag team, and you know, we'll see how it works. We'll see if people get behind it. It's like two different generational guys, two members of two of the greatest tag teams ever, and uh, and we'll rock and roll with it. So that's what we were set to do. That was the plan from day one, right? So we were in a, I want to say we were in Maryland, and it's a commission state. So Animal had his blood pressure checked, and it was like through the roof, and his blood pressure disqualified him from competing that night. So just like all of a sudden they said, oh, my God, who else can we stick in this match now that Matt's mystery partner isn't going to be, you know, Road Warrior Animal or the surprise partner isn't going to be Road Warrior Animal. And then Tatanka was like the only one that was really free that we could use. So then Tatanka and I did that. And then they said, oh, well, you guys work pretty good together. Well, how do you guys team a couple more times? <clears throat> I remember Tatanka was all in on it. You know, he's like, oh, yes, uh-huh, correct. That's very good. I really enjoyed that. He, he was he was cool. He was fine. Uh, I, I dug working with him and we did that for a few weeks and then they now changed the plan where they were going to have road war animal team with me, but he was going to turn on me and then we were going to do a little thing because I think they got frustrated with him for some reason creatively or from a business aspect or whatever the reason was. So then we ended up doing that deal where we teamed a couple of times. Then he turned on me. Then we had one little quick blow off match. And I remember they made that super quick too, where I want to say he like, uh, we did one money in the bank where he like beat me, but then the ref saw that he hit me with nugs or something and it reversed the decision. I ended up going in, in money in the bank, I think. And then we had one last blow off match where I beat him pretty quickly in a couple minutes. And I think at that point they were just like, okay, we're, you know, I think we're done using animal at this point. And that's the whole story behind all that. So it was supposed to be myself and animal in a, in a legit attempt to like, let us be 
some sort of a solid tag team, like representing two members of two of the greatest tag teams of two different generations, which would have been interesting in some ways if it was done right, I think. Uh, but he was disqualified from the commission because his blood pressure was through the roof and he had to get some work done and take care of himself for a few weeks. And I team with Satanka. And then when he came back, creative had changed and the card subject to change. Uh, they let it play out and he ended up uh, turning on me. And then we had a, a little, very short, minute program. I hear your favorite version of the Road Warriors is Road Warrior Animal and Heidenreich. <laughs> oh boy. That's a hell of a version of the Road Wars. Mm. The L O D two thousand was all right too, you know, with <clears throat> with good old Draws. He had yeah. Hawk, Draws, and, and Animal. Well, of course, and you know, Draws was such a unique character. And why was he such a unique character? What could he do on command, Matt? Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke. Who is it? <laughs> That's what, okay. Thank you for knocking. Yes, you can come in. You awoke the gallery with that. <laughs> I think so, yeah. You can come in, Maxwell. Were you and Jeff big Road Warriors fans? Oh, huge. Huge. We love the Road Warriors. Yeah. That's Maxwell. We haven't really yeah. talked about. Yeah, no, we, we did. We we love the Road Warriors. Like we, we thought, once again, in the selling point for us was the Road Warriors coming to the ring and just murdering people in 60 to 90 seconds. It was really enjoyable. And just the face paint, obviously, that was very attractive to Jeff, as you would imagine. Uh, they just looked so cool. Their physiques were off the charts. Uh, and the, their finish was just so insane, how they'd put someone on their shoulders and, and rip his heads off. Like, literally, when you saw them come out and, and their entrance music as well, you know, when they would come out to that, um, they just they were just cool. You couldn't get much cooler than those guys, and especially back in those days when they were like killing people in NWA programming. We got Maxwell in the house. What's up, Maxwell? Yeah. Hi. Oh, no, Maxwell. Here, put these on so you can hear real quick. Okay. We're going to see Maxwell if oh, this is stuck in there. Move this. These wires are stuck up. See, see if that's working. Can you hear Maxwell? Testing, so testing. He's yeah, got to put the headphones over the Pikachu. Yeah, can <laughs> you can hear. still hear though. Yeah. All right. If there's a question here, Maxwell, maybe maybe you can answer part of it. Too. Okay. All right. I'll try to find. Get in here. I'll try to find a question that maybe we could apply to Maxwell here. We got so many great questions, by the way. I do want to thank everyone who yes. submitted questions. These are some of my favorite episodes that we do here. Uh, let's see. We. Can go to this one from Lane. Right, How listen. do you manage criticism, backlash, and other not so positive attributes from the wrestling world? Uh, to to me, uh, I'll, I'll take this one, Maxwell. Since you haven't got a lot of backlash yet, you're not allowed on social media, um, <laughs> even though you have accounts and you have since you've been a, a baby. Uh, I just more than ever like. I think when this stuff first came out, I think it would bother me more. And especially before I'd been through enough experiences to mature. Uh, sometimes it would get to me a little bit, but now it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's just kind yeah. of uh, the old song and dance nowadays. Yeah. I just know like what you read online, it's people's opinions, but it's also people that don't have to be accountable. It just, I mean, the way I state it more accurately, I feel like then, 
then it should be said. It's just it's not real because yeah. it is it is someone's opinion and it doesn't have any true bearing on your life. Especially and they when never they, say it to you in person. Never. I've I've never had someone that you know says, <laughs> which my new word, and I'm sure if you guys were listening to this, I'm going to be incorporating this into a, a character change going forward because we're we're getting close to that point. Uh, is pariah, you know. Anyone who thinks like I'm a pariah, someone who doesn't belong, someone who needs to leave AW, is just there taking up TV time for for young, you know, up and coming stars, whatever. Uh, anyone who would like talk trash about me on social media, I've never had anybody come say that in real life. Like at a show, at an arena, at a hotel, in the street, you know, I, I've never had anyone express that to me, which is, I mean, that kind of says it all right there. Funny how that works, right? Funny how that works. Yeah. yeah I mean, look at, because uh, one thing too, I think you just have to be very careful about following the opinions on social media because th those people, I mean, that a lot of times those people just say like, this is something I personally don't like. Uh, and I personally don't like this person maybe because of something I've heard about them or I read about them or, or whatever it may be, or I don't like their style or they're boring. They don't do what I like particularly. You know, and then they could say bad things about them, but that's not like an accurate reflection of what you're presenting on sure. screen. It's it's sure, sure, it's, sure. it's 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 very inaccurate. So you just you just have to remember that, and it's hard because you know we're human beings, we have feelings. You know, people get happy, people get sad, and I also say this too. I also remind people like uh, remember uh, the insults you know that you get on social media aren't real; they don't reflect reality. But also the compliments you read aren't necessarily real. They don't necessarily reflect reality too. Sure. So you just got, kind of have to remember that you have to take it all with a grain of salt. And just at this, this point, like I scroll through things and I just kind of, you know, laugh or what it just, nothing bothers me. I just can't take anything too serious. At this point, when it comes to social media, I am positively emotionally colorblind. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. I just, I just sure. let it roll, let it roll off my chest. All right. Now, Maxwell, we got this question earlier. Your dad was asked to tell his best his best dad joke. Can you give us a good joke, Maxwell? Do you got a, a joke in your dispensary? You know what I told him my uh, my lamest dad joke was? What? I go, hey, Maxwell, would you like an orange? And you go, yeah. And I go, aren't you glad I'm your dad and I'm willing to get it for you? You know, it's the orange joke to you. <laughs> that's the expression. He's like, that's the lame dad joke expression. Yeah. Do you have a good joke for us? I don't care if it's not if it's a knock knock joke, whatever, whatever you got. Knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? Me. Me who? Me who? I'm back from my guitar lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I like some dry humor. That's good. Okay. There you have it. That's some dry humor. Good job there. Uh, all right. Here's a good one that Maxwell you can answer too. Amy wants to know, Matt, how does it feel to be back paired up with Jeff? Obviously, we know Jeff was gone for a while. So how does it feel for you to be paired back up with him? And Maxwell, how does it feel to see your dada back paired up with Tio? Nice. Nice. Do you, do you like watching us on TV? Yeah, whenever we do. Yeah. What What is your favorite thing? What is your favorite thing that, that we do when we wrestle? Wrestling. Yeah, but like what moves? Uh... Wrestling moves. Oh, what's my finishing? Tag team moves. Oh. What's my finishing move? Twist of fate. What's what's uh what's Tio's finishing move? Swanton bomb. Yeah, I've seen you do the swanton. Everyone here has seen you do the swanton. You're right. Yeah, 
you know sometimes you know sometimes when we walk in places with Wuffy, if we go eat after Jizu, they'll say, "Oh my God, Matt Hardy, can I take a picture?" And he goes, "Would you like a picture with me too?" I was in the firm deletion. My name's <laughs> Wuffy. He, he, I swear to God, he does it a lot. Have you ever Amazing. seen him do that? No. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So, so what's your your thoughts there, Matt, and how it feels to be back doing your thing? Uh, it's great, especially. So once again, so proud of Jeff. Uh, just absolutely tickled that he's in the place he's in in life, doing so well for himself. Uh, he's so healthy. Uh, just it's it's great. And it's great to have him back and have that version of Jeff that is just extremely dependable. You know he's going to be there. And and Jeff is like very much like he's going to get there <laughs> if he can fly in day of. Even if we're on the West Coast, he'll do it and take a red eye right back out because he like makes his priority his family now more than ever. And and I get that, especially because there's been times where I felt like he, he feels guilty internally because he wasn't there for him, uh, for them, like he felt like he should have been. So he goes uh, above and beyond to make sure he does. Like if we ever go to the West Coast and it's like connection or whatever, I always go on Tuesday night just because I, I need to get in. I need to sleep. I need to be productive. But he'll do that. He'll be at home and he'll get up at 2.30 in the morning, you know, and like head to the airport and catch a 5.30 a.m. flight and then fly there until noon and then, you know, go to the hotel and like check in and then like head over to the arena and then work and then we'll take a red eye out that night, which is just insane. It's so crazy. But uh, he he's in a great place. And he looks good physically. He's doing good physically. I know you've said too. He uh, has looked looked really good in some of yeah. his last outings. And I just uh, I just want us to to really enjoy being together and make the most out of this you know last run that we're having together. Because sure. as as we said earlier, we're both obviously we have so much more time behind us than we do in front Coming. of us. I'll you know, right but but it's very it's very important that we just make the most out of every opportunity we're given. And I want this run to to be good. Okay, we got two more questions here, and then we're going to wrap things up on the Extreme Life. Thank you again to everyone who got these awesome questions in. Uh, Skyler the Perfectionist. First, I want to say thank you for everything and all the moments and memories. My question is, if there is anyone left in the world you want to face, who would it be and why? Now, we often get the question, what's your dream match? And you've right. talked about Macho Man or Sting or any of these people here. But what is the person, or who is, I should say, the person that you haven't wrestled yet that you would like to? That is still circulating, that is yeah. still in the business, right? The match you haven't had yet that you still would like to have. Um, yeah, there, there is probably... Could probably, be a tag team match, too. Probably a, a couple people I can name there. Um, I mean, I, I would say still, I, I would like to do uh, a one-on-one -on -one with Kenny Omega. At some point, I, I would enjoy that because I'm a big, big fan of Kenny's work. Uh, also, I just um, very, I very much enjoyed all of Roman Reigns' work. I would almost say Roman Reigns as well, uh, just just to knock that out. And then, as as far as uh, tag teams go, too, I'm sure there's like even I'm trying to think of like the tag teams that are hot and heavy now in in WWE. They're really on a roll. Uh, that, that that would probably be my my answers. Kenny Omega and and Roman Reigns. Those would yeah. be the two guys that I would love to have like a a badass singles match with. Yeah. You and Jeff and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would have had a hell of a match too. Yeah, there there you go. That's a good answer yeah. too. Yeah, would have been a hell of. 
Yeah, yeah. the Roman Reigns match, you know, singles match, you know, a Roman would say about that, Matt. <laughs> Should have happened earlier. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, yeah. Should have happened earlier. Could have done that happen. one. Could have done that one a long time ago. Hey, I want to ask you because I brought up Sting real quick. We heard last week Sting is going to be retiring at Revolution. Yeah. In 2024. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, God, he deserves it. It's going to be sad to see him go. Uh, he's he's one of the guys I look forward to seeing every week, you know, whenever he is at television. Um, just what, what an amazing dude. What an amazing wrestler. What an amazing run. Can't say enough good things about about Steve Borden. Uh, Sting is just fantastic, you know, from head to toe. And, you know, God bless him, man. He's had this incredible run this incredible longevity and you know yeah he, he very much deserves to to retire and uh i'll just i'll i'll, I'll hate not seeing him around I, I hope he still does come around even just as a as a character if he's not wrestling at all what should his last match be that's an interesting question a very very interesting question um i i, I would love to see his last match uh be up against like a top star like uh in a lot of ways i, I would love to see it be like uh, against a uh, kenny omega or njf or whatever else considering it's aw it would not surprise me if it is against darby allen and i can see him too like being cool with that too and in an effort to try and leave something special for darby when he's uh when he's getting ready to step away so you think it'll be a singles match because he hasn't had a singles match in AW. Oh, that's a, that's a good point too. He, no, he that's right. No, he hasn't. He hasn't had any singles matches. Right. Interesting. I think um, it should be a singles match. For the record, I do think it should be. Yeah, but he hasn't had one yet. That's that's, that's wild. For some reason, I, I I feel like I thought he had, but I guess it's just like single fights and confrontations he's had, mm -hmm. you know, but not necessarily a singles match. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would almost instinctually, like my gut would say him versus Darby when yeah. it was all said and done. So, yeah, we shall see. I If it's a singles match, I think it is him and Darby. But if it's a tag match and it's him and Darby versus someone else, I'm really interested to see who that's going to be. Yeah. Really interested to see. And what I, kind of story is built. I mean, e even even when I, I said that before, like I think it would be a hell of a deal too. Like if it was his last match, and say MJF is still the champion at that point, you know, if it was him versus MJF, one last chance on one last night to try and win the you know the the AW heavyweight title before he retires, and I yeah. think that's intriguing as well. Yeah, I would have loved to have done that title versus career had they not announced the stipulation ahead of time. And if MJF was a heel rather than a babyface, I think they would have made magic and it would have been so intriguing. But yeah, I don't know. I, I tell you, my dark horse, I was talking about this on my Patreon, WrestlingAcoinAlba.com with some of my, my followers and someone threw it out there and I totally could see this as a plausible scenario. Uh, him versus Jericho as a farewell. I just Jericho is just one of those guys that he gets a lot of big moments like that. And yeah. he's been a huge part of stuff where I could totally see that being a path. But my gut says if it's a singles match, it's Darby Allen ultimately right. who ends up retiring him. Hey, could be your friend, Adam Copeland. You never know. Could be. It could be. Yeah. Something like that. I know that would be a big honor for him 
yeah like, uh, he's he's never got a chance to work with i'm sure yeah. that would be yeah. pretty special yeah. in some capacity maybe it's darby allen and sting versus adam and christian who's to say <laughs> that, that's that's intriguing yeah where things end up there last question comes from peggy we've been asked before what your favorite version of matt hardy is but peggy wants to know what version of matt hardy do you feel was your best the best version of matt hardy okay um it's hard too because i, I i'm gonna say too in some ways to me personally the best version was broken matt uh that that was also my favorite version as far as the totality of good it did for my career uh it did do a lot it got me really hot uh it got me established it, it got myself and jeff back on wb's radar but i think the best version of me was when i did matt hardy version one because i think that was the first time i really stepped away from the hardy boys and like wow this guy can do something on his own and there was just so much creativity you know, churning in my mind at that time. And uh, I was in the best shape of my life. That was in, I was busting my ass. Uh, I had a young, healthy body, which was very nice. Uh, that is the best version, I think. The original, probably first year of Matt Hardy version one. Love to hear it. I don't think there's a lot of people who would disagree with you on that one. Another episode of The Extreme Life is in the books. Thank you to everyone for all your questions. As always, if we didn't get to yours, we'll try to get it next time. Keep sending them in, folks. Uh, especially when Matt is at home. He's on a little bit more of a time limit, and I got to get out the door <laughs> as well. <laughs> we don't need an angry barriqua coming on in here with the chocleta and getting ready to, <laughs> to, to stomp in. We've had it happen a couple times already. So uh, I, don't need I should say I don't need that. More than oh, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want either one of us being the, no. the, uh, the centerpiece of some bochincha. <laughs> I saw that video of you trying yeah. to get with the Puerto Rican slang in that restaurant that was a minute and a half from where I used to live in Orlando. That was so funny just seeing you in that area. Uh, fun little area there by the airport. Uh, it was also so funny. The first slang word that the guy said. Uh, Rebby didn't even know what it meant, oh, okay. <laughs> which it was trimmed trimmed up a little bit. But there there was one that I finally got. Like, okay, did a good yeah. job. Did a good job. Go check that one out. And we want you to check out advertisewithhardy.com. That's where you're going to get your business out in front of thousands of listeners every single week on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Promote your business to the extreme or your product or whatever it may be. Advertisewithhardy.com. I've also got a great wrestling Patreon. I'd love for you guys to join Wrestling According to Alba.com. We do Ask Albas every week where you get to ask me anything you want. We do tape studies where we break matches down. This week, we're going to break down Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Will Ospreay, which was a phenomenal match from Bound for Glory this year. We break them down, move for move, really cool stuff, and a whole bunch of other goodies. Wrestling according to Alba.com. Of course, support all the Gothic Baby stuff going on with Rebby. Anything else you want to throw out there, Matt? Yeah, there, there was one thing. Uh which I, I don't know if I'm going to incorporate something like this each and every week on the podcast, but it, this just like really went through my mind and uh, it, it kind of felt strange to me. And I just wanted to put it out there into the ethos uh, and, and, and let it resonate in people's minds. So I flew from the Houston area into Orlando, you know, for we had this week, we had like a rehearsal and then we had Disney and then we did the wedding on Saturday. Right. 
so whenever I'd landed in Orlando and I got on the tram to go to baggage claim as we're on this little, you know, air train tram, uh, I noticed I, I walked in after it already started boarding and there were uh, this one couple, three generations, uh, you know, a, a daughter, the mother, and then the grandmother. And then there were these other two elderly people, which I assume were a couple. Uh, and there were, they were asking the, the, the grandmother of the three and I said, Oh my God, do you need to sit like you're here? And I know you, you don't have this and it's a little wobbly. And she's like, I think I'm going to be okay. And she was holding on to the pole very tightly. Right. And then like over at the seats right beside us, there were like teenagers sitting all the way across the seats. And I was just like, man, and they like all had headphones on or headphones in ear, you know, ear, ear, earbuds. And they were listening to music and what, they were just like, so oblivious to everything that was going on around them. I was like, Jesus, like, and I just, I know that would have never flown uh, like with my dad or it would have never flown if Rebbe had been there. But eventually I just said, hey, can you guys like, can you, can you guys slide down or like move or one of you get up? Because this one older lady, like she obviously needs some help because she's like struggling to hold herself up here. And she ended up sitting down there, but just like a little thing, especially like, I, I think I actually tweeted shortly thereafter because it inspired up, but like, you don't really appreciate what it means or you don't understand what it means to be older until you actually get old. Uh, and, and it's hard for young people to comprehend that sometimes, but like if you're a younger person, you have good, healthy knees and hips and backs and everything else. Like take care of your, your elders, man. Like, uh, you know, try and give them that seat. It's going to be okay for you to stand, especially for those 30 to 45 seconds it takes to commute back to the baggage claim. And, uh, with that being said, that's just my little life lesson. Just, uh, Food for thought that I'm throwing out there into the world. Are we are we talking about the iconic Orlando International Airport tram? Oh yeah, oh yeah. With Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer either welcoming you or yes. bidding you farewell. Yes, man. That's funny. I I actually I, I mean I remember that name from hearing it just as we yeah. That is that is the ASMR that I live for. Let me tell you. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, and I'm very excited to experience it uh, tomorrow as I make my way down there. It's it's a little slice of home for me, but uh, that's yeah. a great message to pass along. I, I follow that too. You know, I've been riding the path train into New York City right. all the time now, and totally agree. I offered like five different people if they want to sit last night because I was like, man, I'm. My skills are deteriorating. Let me make that very clear to you. But uh, it is the right thing to do. So I, I like the little message there, man. Good stuff. The words have been spoken. We will see you next week right here on The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Dolly!